take a trip back with us to a pre-pandemic world, where Amelia was excited about an upcoming trip to London, and Pitney's biggest problem was how annoyed he got at British people on TV. Plus some really dumb suicide cults and people who don't bathe. Speaking of LaCroix, though, so, like, Costco now has, you know, like, the weird, like, fancy flavors that they have in, like, the tall, skinny bottles? Yes. While you're telling me this, I'm going to open my LaCroix. Okay. Which I don't have fingernails at the moment, so this might take a second. Oh. <laughs> it's it's going to be a little work. Go ahead. <laughs> but anyway... I, you know, I have tried some of the fancy flavors and have not liked them. But in the new fancy flavors, they have a cucumber blackberry. That's a weird idea. I get, but it's good. Really? It's really good. Have you had the hibiscus? No, I have not yet. Because Jason Ritter says that it's really good in like a Flintstones vitamins kind of way. Uh, yeah, but no, I have not had that yet. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I wish I could just, why can't I just buy one can of a flavor? They should make a sampler or something. Or oh, like no. the way, like the way some stores you can make your own six pack of like craft beers or whatever. They should do that with LaCroix. Oh my God! We could make, we could have a, we could have a LaCroix market. Oh my God! Where we do do your own six pack, and we probably become rich. Oh my God! Because even like a little pop up store somewhere, they could totally do that. Because it's so funny. Like my yuppie, I have these like really yuppie organic cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he gave up his corporate job, which I'm not even going to say what it is, but he had a really fabulous, high-paying corporate job. And he gave up his corporate job to go work on an organic farm. Oh, God. Seasonally. Oh, my God. Growing what? Just veggies or something? I guess. You know, and he is very into LaCroix. So it's kind of As funny. well he should be, because all the finest people are. And I like him, but I'm sort of like, you were such a 32-year-old little fuck, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. But I guess, you know, they said that about us, and I guess, I mean, that's the future. Pitney's New Life Diary. Okay, so it's been a while since I've done one of these because, you know, things have been kind of boring and I didn't feel like I had anything really interesting to say. But I was talking to Amelia 
And she was like, well, you know, this is supposed to be a little more serious than the rest of our show. Because I guess that was my initial idea. So I'm going to briefly share a little bit of what's going on. But on a little aside, I just have to say it's about 12.15 in the evening. And I just got back from buying a pack of cigarettes at the 7-Eleven up the street from my house. I had not been there late at night before, which is very strange. But, oh my God, it's really, really frightening. Like, scary, druggy, thuggy, hanging outside. I was nervous leaving the dog in the car. Frightening. So anyway, yeah, listen, learned I won't be going there at night anymore. But anyway, since I've gotten here, I had a very interesting experience working for this one place for about a month, and I quit because the manager was such a bitch. And in all the time I've been working, which has been my entire life since I was 17 years old, I've never quite experienced anything quite like this person before. She would literally have these pep meetings with our crew and she'd be like I just gotta tell y'all are really fucking up and you're being too fucking slow you need to step it up and speed it up I wanna be number one and if you can't help me be number one I don't want you on my shift and I will have you guys transferred like every night Every day, this was her thing. And she was constantly yelling and constantly swearing and saying fuck. Which, I say fuck a lot. But you don't talk like that at work. And you certainly don't talk to your employees like that at work. And then, you know, the director... Not the manager, because she, you know, she had to call herself the director. Came in one day and yelled at my boss in front of all of us and talked to my boss the way that my boss talks to us. And I was like, this is absolutely crazy, the culture of this particular place. And we had a little bit of of a confrontation and I told her that she is not to talk to me that way and she can fuck all the way off if she thinks she's going to and I needed that job like I needed a hole in the head and I will just leave because I'm not going to deal with her. And, you know, we had a talk after that and she actually apologized and I said, you know, I'm sorry for losing my temper with you, but you come off really, really, really bad. And she's like, well, I'm a bitch and that's just how I am. And if you can't deal with it, then you just need to go someplace else because I'm not changing the way that I am. Like total like ghetto ass banshee chick. Anyway, a couple weeks later, she was yelling at all of us again, yelling at everybody, and she would keep looking at me, saying, I'm not yelling at one person, I'm yelling at everybody. And I was like, you know, I cannot deal with this. I did not come all this way to work under this environment. So I quit. I I've never quit a job like that before ever. And, um, yeah, it was actually empowering and exciting. And I'm like, you know, fuck this. I'm too old to deal with this kind of shit. So anyway, I started another job doing something very similar, but with a much better team of people and a much better group of people. And hopefully things will work out. So anyway, yeah, that's what's been going on. 
That's why I have not been sharing a whole lot because other than that and walking the dog and taking my mom to her appointments, there hasn't been a lot of exciting stuff to share, but hopefully there will be and I'll share something more exciting soon. But I just wanted to let y'all know what was going on with me. And that's it. if I've mentioned this on the show yet have I mentioned on the show that I'm going to be going to London later this year I don't think so no oh it's so exciting it's like this uh quick little four or five day family trip the rest of my family is continuing on and doing some other stuff but I'm going to be in London for like four or five days in may and it's terribly exciting yes because i know but i don't think the listeners know so yes (laughs) well yeah but um but one of the things i wanted to talk about which is terribly exciting is i'm trying well i am trying to i'm I'm trying to decide if i want to bring my little portable mic and then just um you know like uh as it becomes possible you know maybe i could interview like you know, hot guys with bad teeth or something. Yeah. Oh my God. You totally <laughs> And take pictures. Oh, definitely. There's always going to be pictures. Although one thing that is definitely going to happen when I'm there is I'm going to, I'm going to, I almost said I'm going to hook up. We're not going to hook up. I'm going to meet up with the fabulous David Mills. Yay. And I am going to make a little appearance on the Focus People podcast which is terribly exciting. And I'm hoping that we can record some stuff that um, we can put into, you know, our show too, so that he can have a little appearance. Cause I've always wanted that. Yeah. Cause you know, I had like a brief uh, Facebook conversation with him. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. And he was very, very nice and seemed happy to hear from me. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh, I, I, yeah. I love him dearly and it's going to be, it's going to be so fun. I can, I just only hope that I can be up to the level of fabulousness that his show requires. <laughs> well honey you are you are <laughs> well he seems to think so <laughs> but it's very exciting and that's going to be so i guess um i guess uh sometime in june probably will be when listeners are going to get to hear all that good stuff although who knows maybe i'll do a little maybe i'll do a little facebook livey kind of stuff while i'm running around that would be cute oh you should you know It'd be fabulous. It's, it's like, when is it ever going to happen again? Well, I hope it happens again sometime because, you know, a few days in London is not enough. Yeah. So when, when are you going? Uh, we're leaving at night on uh, May 22nd, I believe it is. And we will okay. arrive there at like 1030 in the morning on the 23rd. And okay. we're coming back on like the 27th. So... Oh my God, it's going to be so much fun though. And I very smartly decided to take the entire rest of that week off because I have no idea what jet lag is going to do to me. I've never been, even though, you know, the one time I traveled out of the country, I basically just went South, you know, going to Guatemala is not a major jet lag situation. Yeah. That's the farthest I've ever been too. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never been outside the border. You know, and it's so weird. It's like, I used to want to go to England so bad, but now I've gotten so boring where it's like, I 
I, I don't think I would go. I don't really want to go anywhere. Really? Because it'd be like travel and it'd be like walking and it'd be like effort. Oh my and... God, you're like my husband. No, I uh, would I would rather go to Kerrville than to England. Oh God, no. I'd rather go to someplace civilized. Or I would rather go to the Renaissance Festival than to go to Japan. But that's walking. Isn't it walking? Yeah, but I don't know. I just like, I just don't care anymore. Isn't that weird? Oh my God. So weird. Well, see, because I have like, I mean, not like I'm going to be one of those people that, that spends days in like some little town going through all their old records or something. But, you know, like I have like, I have like connections to places over in yeah the in the UK. And, you know, I mean, that's one of the things that sucks about this trip being as short as it is. Like, I think I would need a month to do everything I would want to do. Cause I, you know, I need to go to, I need, there's multiple places I need to go to in Scotland. There's all kinds of places I need to go to England and I need to make a trip over to Ireland if I'm going to be over there. I mean, there's, there's way too much for me to do because I, you know, it's like, if I'm going to do it, I got to hit it all in one trip. Cause it's not like I'm going to make a half dozen trips over there in the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't, but then again, you know, there's all these other travel-y things. Like I, like I desperately, my entire life, I've wanted to go to the Vatican, but please like my husband wants to go to the Vatican. See, that would be fabulous. You know, my mom has gone there and apparently it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And yes. See, I was, see, that was the first time I got a passport, um, was going to be a trip was because my mom and I were going to go on a trip to Europe with my aunt and uncle, um, and their church. And it was going to be, we were going to go to the Vatican and we were going to go. Now this is not going to mean anything to hardly anyone, but a few people are going to go, oh, uh, we were going to go to the passion play at Oberammergau. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's like, Ooh, Oberammergau. It's like, it's just, it's a thing. It's a thing. And it was um, really disappointing to me that uh, instead of, going to Europe that summer, we got to move to Texas instead. Well, yeah. I mean, even though I ultimately ended up being glad to be here for a lot of reasons, but at the time, I thought I was going to (laughs) die. What you're about to hear are the ravings of a lunatic. Look, why am I yellow? An unhinged mind. Reboot the country. Someone who has lost all touch with reality. I know who the people are that are stabbing me in the back, and I know who the If you like this sort of thing, please tune into the Podscare podcast every week and lose a little touch with yourself. Listen, I know a scientist. I, I have, I have, di- di- uh, I'm, I'm pro- I have proclivities towards science. Find us at podscare.com or wherever you get your podcasts. But so yeah, so that was you know I got a passport when I was like fourteen and I never used it, and then I got my other passport and I used it once and that was over fifteen years ago and so I had to start all over again with a with a brand new passport mm-hmm. because you know if it's more than fifteen years you have to start all over. 
you know, you have to prove you're a citizen and all that shit all over again, which is terribly exciting. You know, because to me to go back there when I was younger, of course, we'd all be about getting laid. To go to England? Yes. Well, true. Yeah, I, yeah, that ship sailed for me too. But um, when I was younger, but oh, I now. Would, oh God! If I'd gone to England when I was single, I would get so late. Except you don't like uncircumcised. Penises. I was just gonna say, but now it's like every time is goddamn uncut. Well, of course it is. Of you know, it is. and every time I see an actor. I'm like, no, mm -mm, his hotness is irrelevant because he has the goddamn foreskin. Yeah, see, yeah. I And I'm sorry, you cut your toenails. Cut yeah. that shit off. Yeah, I don't I don't think we have to have this conversation in every third episode. I really don't. <laughs> no, we've had it before. Of course we have. Of course we have. <laughs> Why? And the fact that they pronounce <laughs> words stupid. You mean by have by you mean the actual English language that we're the ones who don't say it right? Uh, yeah, but I just I, I you know I can never for forgive a culture that says lieutenant instead of lieutenant. I cannot forgive that. Well, I do have a problem with aluminium. Because yeah. if you look at the word, they're, they're saying syllables that don't exist. I mean, there there is there is some some of that, but you know, but you know they they gave us David Bowie, so I really can't. Uh, well, that's true. They that's gave us true. Bowie. They gave us Tim Curry. <laughs> they gave us Doctor Who. I really can't uh, have too much trouble with them. You know, it is like <laughs> no, it is like I love British shows. But it's, like, really, really weird because I'm such a grouchy old fuck now. I'm not arguing so with I've that. So I've been watching, you know, The Hunters on Amazon, right? And okay. one of the... God, you know... I was going to say, one of the actresses is British. But no, at least I know one of the other actors is British, too. He's talking in an American accent. Right. But one of the actresses, whether she's British or not, I don't know. But her character but is British? she's talking in a British accent, and it's just like, why is this show set in the 1970s in New York, and for some weird reason, there's some stupid bitch talking in a goddamn British accent? And because I don't know, but that just irritates me. Because th because New York is filled with people from all over the world. I know, but if I wanted to hear a goddamn British accent, I would watch Masterpiece Theater. And see, I don't I... want to hear it on American TV. I don't want to hear things pronounced stupid. Okay, you I know? really can't. <laughs> I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know where the hell this is coming from. You used to love British accents. I know. Don't deny it. I don't it. know. It's so it. weird. I'm becoming a grouchy old fuck. <laughs> and yet, and yet I would listen to nothing but British accents all damn day long. I mean, and hell. Maybe because. Can you handle a Scottish accent? Can you handle like a Glaswegian accent? It depends. And I was going to say, you know, maybe become 
the character that has the accent is a bitch and I hate her hair. Well, okay. So maybe it's just because I hate her. <laughs> that's probably that's see, that's a more legitimate reason. Hating her because, hair. Is oh my much god, more I hate her hair. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it is set in the seventies, so there's a lot of really bad hair. I'm sure. Oh, she has these goddamn bangs. These severe bleach blonde bangs. Oh god. And I hate that. Uh yeah. Because God does that look stupid. Yeah, I I had a few a few bang mishaps. I, I I don't know why I ever even once as an adult I I decided to give bangs a shot and I immediately regretted it. That there should just be a sign in every in every hair salon that says, No, you don't need bangs. I mean very few people look good with them. It's just not a good idea. Little little oh, kids it's look just cute so with them, but adults, no. Who who the hell? Who are you trying? You're trying to look like you're six years old. Yeah, I mean, it's you a know, childish I have this weird, irrational hatred of bangs because I have sent you pictures. Oh, of course you have. Of like random actresses and random characters on stuff, and I'm like, look at these got these goddamn bangs. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's really no cute way to do it as an adult. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Kids, it's fine. Because it's a childlike hairstyle. But adults, no. We're talking about bangs and talking about hair. Can we talk about Marie Osmond for a minute? Again? You mean the way she's blonde now? Yeah, have we talked about that on the show? No, but we've talked about Marie Osmond <laughs> at least twice. But about not how about much. how she's blonde now. But yeah, yeah so now it's, she has cut her hair. It's still not short, though. It's the same length as mine. I know, but somehow that's acceptable. I don't know why. That is acceptable in the mom universe. I suppose. but Because it's no longer long. <laughs> but she's also doing the, you know her hair is really gray, so she's doing the blonde thing, so she can transition into being gray someday. She's, yeah, but that never gets mentioned. It's just the length. It's just the length. I mean, the fact that that coloring really doesn't, Go, and she should just let her hair be fucking gray. I mean, I realize I'm saying that as a person who dyes her hair blue and who realized recently there ain't no blonde left under here. I am completely gray under my blue hair, but I've had blue hair for years and um, that's just how it's going to be. But maybe someday. Oh God, and I dye the gray out of my beard and my hair because yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No. But if I mean, but there are there are women who have gray hair that I covet their gray hair. My problem is that the my my natural color my whole life was a really mousy, dirty blonde color. So adding gray to that just made it look dirtier. And yeah. I hated it. And so there was no way I was like, I would bleach 
I would bleach the blonde bits of my hair and then color the rest of my hair some different color because I couldn't stand how mousy and bleh my hair color was. Although, you know, your your hatred of long hair. I mean, I get the the hatred of long hair on men, but the hatred of long hair on women, considering how many years I had hair down to the middle of my back. Yeah. <laughs> until I suddenly was brave enough to cut it. I mean, my hair was long from like my senior, no, my junior year of high school when I first had that terrible mullet, but it was really long in the back. It was long until I was in my early thirties, I think. Yeah, because my hair was first... No, my hair was still long when I first got glasses. And I didn't get glasses till 31. So I was all, I was coming up on 35 when I cut my hair. So I had long hair for a long time. And I don't even, like, really care about long hair on women. Other than it pisses my mom off and that amuses me. I could read you a text you sent me last night. But long hair on men, oh my god. Filth. Filth. Illegalize long hair on males, fine long hair on women, all caps. These, these are texts I got from you last night. Amen. <laughs> uh, the Bitchin' Boutique. Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they could plan out their yes, show. Yes, I think we've uh, got to find some time and get get time to do, do that. Right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is, Spike. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. Like that bloke screams. I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical... Blah, I can't do it now. Look, I can't speak. <laughs> Too much pressure. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most... Bitchin' Boutique. See? That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one. We could play it in ass. Yeah, yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right, off What do you want me to say? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to The Bitchin' Boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in the next show. <laughs> Diplomatic community. Okay. Looking for weird things, and you know how much I love cults. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you know and how cult much leaders. that yeah. I think that, you know, 90% of the time cults are right, and that mainstream society is wrong. Okay. Okay, so there was something I'd never heard of called the True Way Cult... And it was founded by some guy named Chen Tao. Okay. One of his things was to, like, discard all of biblical beliefs about, you know, the creation of the world, right? Okay. Which I'm totally down with. Totally down with, because that is blatantly horseshit. But then what goes beyond that, which I totally do believe in, and maybe I want to become a member of this cult, even though it's gone, is that he believed that our solar system in its current incarnation was created by a nuclear war 
and or some other catastrophic man-made incident that created a new stage of man. That, okay. Totally, I believe that. Totally. Where where did it take place? Where did it take place that it could create an entire solar system? I don't know. Yeah, that's not specified. I don't know. Well, that's convenient. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but then he goes on to saying that, you know, we all have three souls and that we have three different chances to, you know, reach Nirvana or have to come back and relieve all this shit again. Oh, so it's not totally three souls. on board with that, yeah. So it's not three souls uh, concurrently. It's yeah. It's one at a time. Yeah, okay. but okay, so but so here is the freaky shit, which is fabulous. Oh, right? here is the freaky shit. All right. Here is the freaky shit. All right. Humanity has been rescued by God on five different occasions. And it has become, through history, by God, descending on UFOs from another planet. I don't understand. Because we were not ready yet on this planet to accept the Enlightenment. So God came down on a UFO to rescue the Enlightened and let the rest be destroyed by nuclear war so we could be reborn again. I have, I don't understand any of that. I have I have no idea who these people are. Where they are do they live on this planet? I've never heard of this shit before. So they live I think on this fabulous. planet. No, 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 no. They couldn't live on this planet. No, it would have to be some other planet that he res- he raptured up his people, let everyone else die and then deposited the humans onto a new planet. Am I right? Am I following? So, yes, apparently so. Apparently so. And he's done this five times. That he yes. just keeps oh, okay, playing. and it gets better, and it gets better. It I don't see better. how this is connected to our current solar system being created by a nuclear war. I think but this guy is making up random shit. So yeah, so this guy, yeah, our our, our solar system was created by a nuclear war. Okay. And somehow, this you know the survivors of that war have been rescued by God coming down from a UFO, right? I guess. Okay, okay but then it gets better. It Wait, gets the, even weirder. Is the UFO so it's a spaceship owned by God? It's God's like little shuttlecraft. Yes, because other planets are higher evolved than us. Right. And so God will come down to save those, to bring them to these other planets that are worthy because our planet is low. And these other planets are high on, you know, the consciousness level. And those planets are humans like us. They're just a higher consciousness than us. Uh, Yeah, supposedly. Because it seems to be that humans are the only life forms that matter, according to this guy, because he's only talking... Well, of course! Of course! Of course! And so he... So God has a spaceship that he is taking humans from planet to planet... Yes. 
in di- I'm assuming different solar systems because how would they all be in ours? Because they can't be. I oh. know, oh, but goddamn, isn't it fabulous? Okay, but then this, and I will just read this line. Okay. From the website, because this says it all. This is the same cult. This is the same cult. This okay. says it all, because it's so funny, and I cannot possibly make it better than this. Okay. Okay. This is a quote. However. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the 166 member group. 176. 176? 176 member group. Essentially disbanded after a failed prophecy in 1998 when founder Han Ming Chen predicted that God would appear on a single TV channel in North America at 12.01 a.m. on March 31st. Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> was this network or was it a local subsidiary? Oh, no, oh my god, it. I want to know exactly what was on that channel at that time. Because but maybe it really was good. On a TV channel in North America on March 31st, and it did not happen. And guess what? The cult is no more. Because they all turned on their TVs. <laughs> Except. I bet there was something on, and if those people really believed, they would have believed that whatever, whoever was on TV at that time, it could have been the ShamWow guy. It could have been that Billy Mays guy who used to do the I don't know, but oh my God, I love it so much. And the fact that it was like only 160 people in this cult, I love that so much. Oh my God. So was he American? Uh, no, he was some, some guy from China. And everyone in the cult was American? It seems to be like he was some guy from China and yeah, and everybody in the cult was American. Imagine that. Yeah. Americans. We love to, we love to get sucked into cults. But (laughs) God damn it. That's fabulous. Oh my God. I want to know what was on TV. I wanna, yeah, I but the thing is, it's like, I, you know, I'm totally down with, I don't know, the solar system may be created by a nuclear war from past things. I'm totally down with the possibility of that. But God coming down on a UFO, yeah, no, not so much. That would be a nuclear war on a scale way beyond anything we could do. And, what, you know, and this was in the so 90s? Much. This was in the 90s, this cult? Yeah, yeah, it was in the 90s. Okay. Oh, so it was like really, really early internet and stuff. See, if he did it now, he'd have way more people. Because people now are just totally, they'd be sharing that shit on Facebook. Oh, I know. And the thing is, you know, it's just like, I, you know, I miss cults. And it's like, you know, it's my fantasy. My fondest fantasy I want to move someplace and live in a commune and die in a suicide cult. I think that would be so fabulous. <laughs> but I don't think it'll ever happen because I don't think I could ever find anything that I believe enough. Oh, I think you could. 
But god damn it, I want to join a suicide cult. You could start one. You know, because if I was living here and of the age in the early 70s, I so would have joined People's Temple. Oh, I, I know so you would have. so would have gone to, to Guyana. I know you would have. And I would have made it, you know, after my death, I would have made it my soul's mission to say to the world of the media, no, motherfuckers, this was not mass murder. This was not a maniac. It was revolutionary suicide. And it and it caused what effect to the world? This revolution did what? None at all. Absolutely nothing. And the thing is, even if it was made public that this group of people committed revolutionary suicide for some cause, what would it have what would it have done? Nothing. Well yeah. nothing. Yeah. But I still would have died for the cause. You would have died for Jim Jones. Oh because God, yes. You would have you would have been begging to suck him off all the time. Oh, I know you no, but his message oh my god, I want to join a cult so bad. Yeah, I don't yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I'll ever find one, damn it. I want to join a suicide cult and be a real hippie. That would be would make someone a real hippie. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, like if if the Cockettes were ultimately a suicide cult, I could see you doing that. Oh my god, yes! Like drag and free love and glitter and and performance art and shit, and then eventually suicide. <laughs> I can see that. If hibiscus wasn't it hibiscus? Wasn't that his name? Yeah, yes, yes, the yes. God, the poor thing. God damn it, the poor thing died of AIDS as so many other gems in our world did. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, kids today they don't have they don't have any idea what it was like before. Of uh, you know, millions of fabulous queers died. Fabulous glitter covered crazy queers. <laughs> they have no idea. Breathe deeply, deeply. The year of woo. You all know I am really, really into tarot cards. And, you know, other sorts of divination things. I am not one of those people who live in what people in the community like to say, oracular consciousness. Because that's a little bit too woo-woo for me. You know, those are people that think that, you know, every single thing is a sign. And every little thing that happens is a message. And, you know, 99% of the time, that's just simply not the case. It is just life being life. But something that I'm really, really fascinated by is this thing that is called the Cledon. And what the Cledon is, 
It is an oracle system, I dare say, that was actually originated with Apollo worship, where people would ask a question of Apollo and then sort of ask to be in tune as they're walking through the marketplace or whatever to overhear an answer that resonates to answer their question. And that's kind of interesting. So it'd be like sort of put an intention out there. What's a good vet for me to go to or, you know, whatever. I mean, those are really mundane examples. And then it just sort of trains your brain to be a little bit in tune with what's going on around you. And so the concept of the Cledon is you put those things out there and then another person will unknowingly give you an answer. And it's not necessarily that they're sent by the gods to say something in front of you. It's that you overhear things that are going on all the time and your intuition is in tune to certain information and you will overhear something and it will click with you and you'll be like, oh my gosh. That's it. And I think that's a really, really, really cool concept. It's just sort of like, you know, trying to be in tune with what you overhear and you'll get like a bazinga sort of moment and you know that that's your answer. So anyway, that's called a Cledon and it's something that I'm a big fan of and I think it is pretty cool. And I know it might sound like it's a little bit out there, but you know, everything is sort of out there when you really, really think about it. So, you know, why not give it a try. The reason why I know this work is I had downloaded years ago an exercise in sort of like training your brain to listen to Cledons and you would just sort of put an answer out there and then you would listen to this meditation that was really just a whole bunch of people talking like it was like it sounded like a group of people talking and it was a murmur and if you listen to it without focusing Focusing, you really couldn't really make anything out. It was just like mumbling, like being at the background of a party or being like, a, you know, like in a big hotel lobby with a bunch of people where there's just all this human noise around you, but you can't really hear what it is. And what this exercise did is you would focus on a question and then blank your mind out and listen to this noise. And it was just all these things, of, you know, layers upon layers upon layers of people talking, just little sentences all on top of one another. And I'll be damned, it's true, my brain would pick out, out of all that garble, a well-understood phrase that would hit me to be like, oh my god, that's the answer. That is how a Cledon works. You know, and it can be somebody on TV saying something. You know, you're flipping channels and you decide to stop on something that you would never watch and somebody says something and you're like... Oh my God, yes, that's it. Uh, flipping stations on a radio and you hear a song that you would never listen to and be like, oh, well, that sounds sort of interesting. And all of a sudden there's a line in the song that's, that's your answer. Anyway, that's a Cledon. I think it's pretty, pretty cool. And I haven't tried this in years, but damn it, I'm going to do it again soon. Okay. There was these this crazy group of Catholic missionaries in Uganda. Uh oh. Okay. That started a thing called the Movement for Restoration of the Ten Commandments. Okay. 
<laughs> Interesting that it was Catholic missionaries. You don't usually, you know, it's it's kind of a weird thing that, you know, hundreds of years ago they did all sorts of crazy shit, but you don't really hear much about Catholic missionaries anymore. Yeah, and apparently so these people so they believed that, you know, the the apocalypse was coming. Right. AKA the second coming. Right. And that people needed to be prepared. So, and it was not like even like, okay, so the Ten Commandments need to be rigidly adhered to. But there was also weird things that were not publicized in the Ten Commandments. Okay. Such as all sex was illegal. <laughs> was this on the other tablet that got broken that uh, that didn't quite make it all the way down the mountain? You know, regardless of marriage, whatever, there was no sex. Okay. Um, soap was unnatural and disgusting because <laughs> it it interfered with the natural, you know, the naturalness of humanity, right? Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But then they were convinced that the world was going to end. Right. And it did not. Well, obviously. Any minute now, though. Yeah, and so they all poisoned each other, stabbed each other to death. Wow. And then the other people that survived that died in a fire. The fire that they themselves started in their big church. So... Murder and suicide was suddenly, well, we might as well do this because fuck it. Because, yeah, the end of the world did not happen when they thought it was, so let's all commit suicide. So fuck the Ten Commandments. Let's poison each other. Let's die of fire. Let's stab each other. So, so, so fuck the Ten Commandments. Let's murder. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that's interesting because... Yeah. You know, usually, usually people will die committed to the cause. They died because fuck it. <laughs> fuck it, we were wrong. We might as well be dead. Yeah, and you know, I'm like, I'm all about a cult that is like, condemns soap and bathing, because God, I hate bathing. I know you do. But yeah, I'm not going to commit suicide over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god now I would have committed suicide for Jim Jones well that's clear <laughs> can, I, can I can I bring up something about the bathing thing yeah can I, can I take that and run with it because uh, it's interesting because these these topics keep popping up on Twitter and it and it disturbs me and you'll know it, it disturbs me but because you hate bathing, I'm curious. Uh, so a few months back, uh, there was a lot of discussion about white people. Generally white people don't wash their legs. Mm -hmm. And of course I, I am all about being clean all the time. So the, the white people thinking that washing your upper body and just letting things drip down is sufficient for cl for being clean from the junk down um which is appalling to 
a lot of people. Now the new thing is all it takes is someone making a suggestion that not only is it soap and water, but there needs to be some sort of exfoliation, whether it's a washcloth or a loofah or whatever. You don't get to say you're clean unless you've actually made an active effort to remove every, you know, all the filth that's covering Mm -hmm. your body. And I am 100% behind that. I am a big believer in exfoliation. And I am horrified by how many people don't even know what I mean when I say exfoliation. So as someone who is anti-bathing, what are your thoughts? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know. I, I, I love not bathing. I love people that do not bathe. Do you though? I think it's fine once a week. Yeah, but when you do bathe once a week, what is what do you mean by bathing? I mean, I'll take a shower once a week and bathe everything. Yeah. And by bathing, you mean soap, you know, water, shower, yeah, showering soap, yeah. Physical yes. contact with every part of your body. Yes, yes. Okay, including legs and feet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because you know, uh someone who was in my life for a long time who I recently had to create boundaries to keep him to keep him at a safe distance uh he revealed to me in recent months that when he's not dating anyone that he sees no point in bathing yeah and even though he admits that certain areas need attention and that's a quote uh he does not shower he will not get into the shower to even let water run over him in a half-assed effort and the most recent time it ever came up in a conversation he texted me to let me know that the that he took a shower on christmas morning before going to see his family and that that was the first shower he'd taken since october 24th oh my god i think that's so fabulous (laughs) And it's important to note that October 24th is significant because it was right before the weekend when he didn't see his girlfriend because she had things to do. And then Tuesday she dumped him. So he, that last time he showered while still dating her, which would have been probably before, you know, their last sexual encounter or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, was the last time. And I am willing to bet that uh, it is, you know, it is currently the end of February and I'm willing to bet that he has not bathed since Christmas morning. And I think that's fabulous. And he might never bathe again because, and which I think is interesting at, at being someone who he desperately wants to have a girlfriend, but he doesn't seem to get that, you know, bathing would probably help. Now, I personally, I don't know why I think he smells so good because there's something, I mean, I don't, I'm not allowed to get close to him. I never have been because he's not a physical contact person, Mm -hmm. but 
you know, he has a cloud of pheromones and I'm guessing whatever he uses for deodorant, you know, whatever that, that moist mixture is that, that, that floats around him in a cloud is appealing to me. But as soon as he told me he doesn't bathe, it's like, oh, I, I would never get anywhere near your junk, even if you begged me. I mean, not that I would anyway, because I'm married, but the whole point is, oh my God, how would anybody be able to, you know, if you want your dick sucked, you better fucking clean your dick and you better, yeah, but there's, you better really, there is like a whole movement about, you know, bathing is stupid and basically you clean your pits, your crotch and your feet and nothing else matters. What's the point of cleaning your feet if, if anything say on your head doesn't matter? I don't know, because apparently, you know, the feet smell, the pit smell, and the crotch smell, and everything else doesn't matter, apparently. But see, I'm wondering if someone, and and I realize I'm speaking to someone who doesn't like to be clean, if, if you don't think it's necessary to be clean, how clean are you going to get your crotch? If you don't... I, well, yeah, that's If fair. a person generally does not believe in cleanliness, how am I to trust that they've actually cleaned their junk when they claim Well, they yeah, but yeah, that's a fair question. I don't know. <laughs> because even people who claim to bathe all the time don't understand that a washcloth should probably be used. You know, I think we should just like, you know, let's just ban bathing. Once a month is fine. Ugh. <laughs> and yet... Part of why you don't like the uncircumcised is because you think it's dirty. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, bathing once a month is fine. Eating once every two days is fine. You know, we are just too used to comfort in our society. Says the guy who wants the temperature to always be between 70 and 76 you know, like, degrees. Why bathe? Why eat when you can sit and watch TV, you know? Well, why not eat while you sit and watch TV? I know that that's work. Is it? Is it, though? Oh, my God, yes, because you have to get up. Do you? What if someone brings and you food? you have to get things, and then oh, you might have to get up to get more, and then there is the horrible physical effort of hand to plate. <laughs> what if you... Horrible. What if you had a cabana boy who would just feed you grapes or something and you didn't have to get up? Because then, because then it makes like... Uh, it destroys and uses up the energy that could be used to operate the video game control. You know? And then at some point you might have to go to the bathroom. I guess if you don't bring... If you don't... Says the guy who's drinking coffee right now, by the way. And that depends. Then you have depends. And then you still so don't you, bathe. You don't have to leave the Xbox because you have depends. So you sit in your own <laughs> filth and then don't bathe. I, I'm, I'm just trying to follow this line of logic. Of the utopian world that you imagine. <laughs> Oh my god. 
<laughs> you got to admit it's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you keep it over there and I don't have to smell it. Oh, my God. I'll just be over here. I'll be over here with my soap and my exfoliates. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers. Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. I will say if it existed, I would join it. I know you would. I would totally join it. You'd start one, except that would require effort, so you're definitely not going to do that. (laughs) It would require occasionally leaving the house, and you don't want to. Yeah, no, I do not.